Begin today in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near at the true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Let us now pause for reflection on God's word and for self-examination. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities with which I have ever offended you and justly deserve your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor, sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office, as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you, And in the stead and by the command of my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Old Testament reading for this morning, the second Sunday in Lent, uh, is from Jeremiah chapter 26. When Jeremiah had finished speaking all that the Lord had commanded him to speak to all the people, Then the priests and the prophets and all the people laid hold of him, saying, You shall die. Why have you prophesied in the name of the Lord, saying, This house shall be like Shiloh, and this city shall be desolate without inhabitant? And all the people gathered around Jeremiah in the house of the Lord. When the officials of Judah heard these things, they came up from the king's house to the house of the Lord and took their seat in the entry of the new gate to the house of the Lord. Then the priests and the prophets said to the officials and to all the people, This man deserves the sentence of death, because he has prophesied against this city, as you have heard with your own ears. Then Jeremiah spoke to all the officials and all the people, saying, The Lord sent me to prophesy against this house and this city all the words you have heard. Now, therefore, mend your ways and your deeds, and obey the voice of the Lord your God. And the Lord will relent of the disaster that he has pronounced against you. But as for me, behold, I am in your hands. Do with me as seems good and right to you. Only know for certain that if you put me to death, you will bring innocent blood upon yourselves and upon the city and its inhabitants. For in truth, the Lord sent me to you to speak all these words 
in your ears. This is the word of the Lord. Oh, come, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Our epistle this morning is from Paul's letter to the Philippians, chapters 3 and 4. Brothers, join in imitating me, and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. For many, of whom I have often told you, and now tell you even with tears, walk as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their end is destruction, their God is their belly, and they glory in their shame, with minds set on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body, by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. Therefore, my brothers, whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm thus in the Lord, my beloved. This is the word of the Lord. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, and abounding in steadfast love. Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 13th chapter. At that very hour, some Pharisees came and said to Jesus, Get away from here, for Herod wants to kill you. And he said to them, Go and tell that fox, Behold, I cast out demons and perform cures today and tomorrow, and the third day I finish my course. Nevertheless, I must go on my way today and tomorrow and the day following, for it cannot be that a prophet should perish away from Jerusalem. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it, how often would I have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you would not. Behold, your house is forsaken, and I tell you, you will not see me until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. This is the gospel of our Lord.
to you from God our Father, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit who gives and who strengthens our faith. The words for our sermon this morning are from our Old Testament lesson from Jeremiah 26 that we have just read. What comes to your mind when I say New York City? Or how about Chicago? Paris? Washington, D.C.? All well-known cities that bring something immediately to mind, whether it be their landmarks or some other aspect of the city. Now, what if I mention this? Shiloh. Well, I must admit, other than reading about it while preparing this sermon, I thought, all I thought about was a few animals that were named Shiloh. But Shiloh is a famous city of Old Testament times. For Shiloh was the city where the Ark of the Covenant was placed from the days of Joshua until the time of Samuel. It was the center of worship. But what eventually happened to the city of Shiloh? It was destroyed. And Psalm 78 tells us why. God's people rebelled against him, ignored his word, and angered him with false worship and idolatry. So the Lord, full of wrath, utterly rejected Israel, and he forsook his dwelling at Shiloh, the tent where he dwelt among mankind. And from that point on, Shiloh was gone. 
in ruins. And so, a few hundred years later, all Jeremiah has to do is compare this house to Shiloh. And the people understand what Jeremiah is saying. And they hate him for it. That's the reception this preacher, Jeremiah, gets. One of hate. And they are ready to put action behind their hate. Look at verse 8, the the first verse in our text today. And when Jeremiah had finished speaking all that the Lord had commanded him to speak to all the people, then the priests and the prophets and all the people laid hold of him, saying, You shall die. Kill the preacher? Really? Why so ready to kill? Why do they hate what they hear? Maybe because things are falling apart and are full of chaos. Their neighbors to the north were conquered by the invading army of Assyria, and now they can sense their own fate. Maybe because they are sick of Jeremiah. He's had to preach all this before. In chapter 7 of Jeremiah, we read of similar preaching. Maybe they don't want to hear the same old, same old again. The same old idolatry problem. The same old false worship problem. But they will hear it again. And they'll hear it again because the Lord loves them. Loves them enough to show tough love. Loves them enough to send a preacher to the temple. Jeremiah speaks not for himself, but speaks what he's ordered to speak. Verse 15 of the text tells us that. For in truth the Lord sent me to you to speak all these words in your ears. It is the Lord's doing then. Jeremiah has to say this. And the Lord's word is the Lord's power when necessary. God's word of law and wrath that accuse and kill. And also his word of promise that heals and forgives. And Jeremiah... Faced with the opposition of the leaders and the anger of the people, offers no apology at all, makes no retraction of his statements, and instead says, do with me as seems good and right to you. And the preacher isn't put to death, not here anyway. But the people don't repent. And these warnings against the city of Jerusalem come true. The city is overturned. The temple destroyed. Just like Shiloh. God's wrath is shown. God's mercy remains. God keeps sending prophets. Finally, another prophet comes to Jerusalem. God in the flesh. Jesus comes with the same call to repentance. And with this call, with this call, we see God's desire to make his enemies his friends. 
Verse 34 of our gospel text says this. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often would I have gathered your children together as hen, as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you would not. Many think of Jesus as Jeremiah because of what he says here. Why has Jesus come? He longs for the people of Jerusalem. He longs for the people, period. He longs for you to gather you to himself. Do you see the similarities between Jeremiah and Jesus? Jeremiah's word intruded into the hearers' lives just as Jesus' word does in ours. And the word of God is rejected today, you know that. Rejected by the leadership of the world, by the country, by the state, And yes, by you, the individual, just as Jeremiah's word was. Both Jeremiah and Jesus come up against these hard hearts. Both are sentenced to die for blasphemy. But that's where the similarities end. Jeremiah gives himself up to what seems good and right to the mob. But he doesn't die here, nor does he die for you. God declares it good and right for his son Jesus to die for you. And this preacher, Jesus, does die for you. And his innocent blood brings life and salvation to you. And for the whole world. We look at Jeremiah this morning and we have feelings of sorrow. That he had to have these awful days of preaching God's wrath to the people. But we also have feelings of thanks that he did. And even more so we have feelings of sorrow for what Jesus had to endure. For we have to hold ourselves accountable right along with all the others. And also, feelings of thanks to the highest degree for this preacher despised. He has given us salvation. Through his suffering, death, and resurrection, this preacher gives us victory. For this most benefit sacrifice that Jesus gave We give all glory, honor, praise, and thanks to God alone. Amen. And now let us confess together our faith with the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven 
and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us now pray for the whole Church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Dear Father in heaven, we come before you uh, this day thankful that you have given us your Son. In this season of Lent, we recognize, dear Father, that uh, his suffering, his passion was for us, for the forgiveness of our sins, and we give you thanks. In the comfort of this grace and mercy, we come before you now on behalf of your people in need. And so we lift up before you Nicole, Lauren, Marge, Brecken, Audrey, Lance, Floyd, Sharon, Sydney, Emily, Ed, Glenn, Meredith, Marlo, Mal, David, Peg, Karen, Mary, Harriet, Tammy, Todd, Bob, Daniel, Doris, Monica, Judy, Nick, Don, Fred, Kyle, Sandy, Taffy, Don, Grace, Pat, Jean, Linda, Hunter, Kurt, Kurt, Rusty, and all those in our hearts that are not mentioned here. We pray, dear Father, that you bless them with healing in the midst of difficulties, in the midst of illnesses and injuries, in the midst of great adversity. And we ask, dear Father, if it be your will, that you give them healing. We also pray, dear Father, that your Holy Spirit be with them. Strengthen them in faith as they face these most difficult days. Lord, in your mercy. Father, we lift up Tyler, Devin, Kyle, Roger, Tanner, Logan, Alex, Nick, James, and all those who serve in the armed forces. And we pray, dear Father, that you bless them with the abilities that they need to do the work that is before them this day. And we pray, dear Father, that you watch over them, that you, uh, uh, that you protect them as they do this work. May they do it to the glory of your name and for the benefit of us, your people. And we also pray, dear Father, that they do this work in faith by the power of your Holy Spirit. Lord, in your mercy. Father, we lift up those who lead throughout our country and throughout the world, and we pray, dear Father, that you bless them with the abilities that they need to govern in these difficult days. We ask that they look to you and to you only for wisdom in their governing, and we pray, dear Father, that you bless uh, us uh, for the work, uh, in the work that they do. Lord, in your mercy. Father, we lift up our, uh, our students, our youth, and our uh, Sunday school teachers, and we pray, dear Father, Uh, that you bless them with the abilities uh, that they need in these days to proclaim properly the word of of your son. We also pray, dear Father, for our youth, that you give them a great ability to continue to learn in all of their subjects. And we pray especially that you give them a great desire to learn more of the gospel of your son, Jesus Christ, and the eternal life that is given through it. Lord, in your mercy. Father, we lift up our, our, uh, our uh, community, our state, our country, our world as we continue in these days of the pandemic. <clears throat> we thank you, dear Father, for the progress made uh, regarding this, and we ask that more continue until we can say that uh, this is a thing of the past. We ask, dear Father, that you bless those who, uh, uh, who are in, involved in working in difficult situations due to it, and we ask that you give them uh, protection. We also pray for those infected with the virus that you give them healing. Lord, in your mercy. Father, we lift up all those people who are involved uh, in dealing with uh, anxiety and depression at this time, and we ask, dear Father, that you give them healing. We ask that you give them comfort in your word and in the victory that is yours. We ask, dear Father, that uh, you bless them and allow them to get through these difficult days. Lord, in your mercy. And Father, we 
<clears throat> we lift up the family and friends of uh, Jerry Shipley. We thank you for uh, bringing him into faith through the waters of baptism and that uh, you also have given him uh, now eternal life. We ask that his family and friends would uh, be comforted by this victory that is Jerry's and that is theirs also by grace through faith in your son. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O oh Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Let us now pray together the words our Savior taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Oh. Uh-huh. 